Hello, my friends, and welcome to Daily Bible Reading, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for March 1st is Numbers chapters 14 and 15 and Psalm 90. It's where the true magic of the chronological reading plan starts to come in. I love the dialogues that are taking place in these chapters, specifically chapter 14. Now, the setting is, as you know, Israel sent 12 men, one from each of the tribes, into the land of Canaan to spy it out. And they were there for 40 days. And they came back and said, yes, it's a beautiful land, but 10 of them were afraid. Or maybe they were just making excuses because they were lazy. Or whatever the reason, they spoiled the entire idea for the congregation of Israel, except for the two, Joshua and Caleb said, no, it, it, it really is wonderful. We really need to go. But the people had already been lost and they're already saying, why didn't we just stay once again in Egypt? We had free food. We weren't at war, all of those things. And this time Joshua intercedes for the people and begs them, Please don't be afraid. Listen to this. I, I love the way he says, if Yahweh is pleased with us, he will bring us into the land. God is with us. He's not with them. He's with us. If he's pleased with us and he pleads with the people, he says it again and again, please don't be afraid. And sadly, the people chose their fear. They dug in their heels and it says that they threatened and maybe they were even planning to stone them. We don't know who them is, but it's probably Joshua and Caleb and maybe even Moses and Aaron. And perhaps they would have even stoned the people on the side of God if God had not intervened, says the glory of God descended on the tent of meeting in the presence of all the people. So everybody saw the glory of God come down. And then God spoke to Moses. How long will these people despise me? How long will they not trust in me? Even though... I've done so much for them, even though they've seen me deliver them time in and time again. They're not just failing to trust. They are now ascribing evil intentions to the Most High God. Like This is beyond just being scared. Like They're being obstinate. And God says, that's it. I'm just going to take them all out. And Moses intercedes, God, no. What will the Egyptians think? The Egyptians will think that you were incapable of doing what you said you were going to do. God, no. For the sake of your holy name, don't strike them. God relents. Once again, he gives in to Moses. He says, I've pardoned them as you requested, Moses. Moses. But none of them who have seen my glory. So, I mean, this is an important distinction. 
God says, none of those who have seen my glory, like they have literally no excuse. They've seen the glory of God again and again. None of them who have seen God's glory and the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tested me these 10 times and did not obey me, none of them will ever see the land I swore to give to their ancestors. They're all gonna get their wish. They had cried out and said, why didn't he just let us die in the wilderness? God says, all right, you get your wish. You get what you want. You're gonna die in the wilderness. Because they chose fear. And when Moses told the people, God said, all right, that's it. We're going back to the wilderness. We're not going to go forward. We're going to go turn around and we're going to go back towards the wilderness. And Moses goes out and he tells the people. And then they repent, or so it seems. And they say, no, 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 never mind. Okay, we're going to march forward. We're going to declare war. And Moses says, don't do it. God is not with you anymore. You have burned that bridge. We're going back to the wilderness. And they say, no, no. There's a verse in the New Testament in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. I wrote it here at the end of chapter 14 in the margin because it so applies. Godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. Whereas worldly grief produces death. These people had worldly grief. Oh no, God's not going to bless us anymore? Okay, we're going to do whatever he says. We're sorry we got caught with our hand in the cookie jar. And so they go, and without God and without Moses, without the Ark of the Covenant, without the Levites, they go and try to force it, and they are routed, and they lose the battle, and many of them lose their lives even though they were warned not to. It's so important that we listen, isn't it? It's so important that we have faith to talk to God as if he were in the room, face to face, like Moses did, like Joshua did, like Caleb did. And then there's chapter 15. You have another person. Another story of one who doesn't obey and pays the ultimate price. And then in Psalm 90, this is where the true, this is why I really love the chronological version or the chronological reading plan. Psalm 90, we get an insight into what Moses might have been thinking. Did you know that Moses wrote at least one psalm so far? We don't know if he actually wrote it about this series of events, but it does give us some insight into what Moses thought, how Moses, how his heart went. It begins, Yahweh, you have been our refuge in every generation before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world from eternity to eternity. King James says, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Teach us to number our days carefully, in verse 12, so that we may develop a heart 
of wisdom. God bless us with a heart of wisdom. This has been Numbers chapters 14 and 15 and Psalm, the 90th one. God bless you, my friends. We'll see you tomorrow.